Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Trucking Driver Podcast. My name's Dougie Rankin. And this is Chris Madison from the Southern Office. How are you doing today, Chris? I feel sick. Oh dear. In what way? Mentally? Well, not physically? Like, well, not like a Fred West type thing, no. I just feel sick. Oh. Like I'm going to have the first outbreak of the mass family winter vomiting bug that we seem to enjoy most winters. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that kicking in. Could be that ropey wine last night. We had some weatherman, the uh, Sauvignon Blanc from South Africa. Did taste a bit like I imagine Windeline might taste if you were if you were to, uh, that way out. But no, no, this feels to me like a fundamental man man illness coming up. So watch this space if I'm sick. That'll make for a good podcast. Yeah, I've not got, I've not got <sighs> as far as using Windelene as a drinks mixer when I've like well, run, run out of stuff. You've not lived. No. Have lovely clean teeth, wouldn't you, I suppose? I've come this far through lockdown and coronavirus 2020. You know, Windelene seems a bit Donald Trump. Aye. <laughs> I wonder what Don's doing today. Will he be packing boxes today, do you think, Donald? No, Donald has been only communicating via Twitter. He hasn't done anything else. I think he's sitting in a huff. He's still working oh. out working out ways that he doesn't have to go and leave. But Pouting with a big, a big red face. He does. He's, he's, he's missed just a normal day. He's Mr. Whippy Comeovers, probably all quite out of place and mm. and things. And Melania's probably talking to him even less than she already was. So. Yeah. Poor Don. Poor Don. Oh well, there you go. What, oh, well. a sh- what a shame! Yeah, it's been a b- it's been a, b- a big week in politics, but let's not get into that. We'll have some mm. news. We're going to kick the show off with some news. We're going to attempt to give this podcast some structure going forward. And we have some news. First, I- first item up on the industry news of the week, sponsored by Motor Transport, is DHL supply chain rolls out the UK's first electric sixteen-ton truck. Which is a Volvo FEFL electric four by two rigid, which is now running about in London making last mile deliveries. The truck's got four two hundred kilowatt batteries, which can run for one hundred and twenty miles, carrying a maximum of twelve pallets weighing up to six tons. It's three star compliant with London Direct Vision Standard with all round visibility. Now, I'd noticed online that there were quite a few people getting somewhat excited about that. You know, is it you're not? Taking my truck off me, you won't see me in an electric one. Well, unless you're driving like a seven and a half tonner or something, it's unlikely that they're going to take your take your S six fifty or whatever off you. Your FH five forty. Um, I think the I think the, it looks just exactly like a normal normal lorry. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I think fair enough. Crack on with these electrical trucks. Yeah. Yeah, but. <clears throat> You know, when you look at the range, 120, I mean, come on. And and if you're in, say, Sheffield or Barnsley that's hilly and you're pulling up and down, that's going to slice your range, and it? it's going to be, it's not going to be your ideal Holland-type scenario where it's all lovely and flat. It's going to be, you know, sneaking up and down Manor in Sheffield. You're going to be using a lot more battery power, so your range is going to drop. So what actual use will an overpriced bread van that's going to have a range of about 85 be to anybody? I can't quite see the appeal. It's proper got to be... Well, you continue to see these huge distribution centres being built on the out-of-town around cities and in the networks, so they're going to use mm. them for the last part of the delivery where they go into, go into the cities, and it's going to make an enormous mm. difference to the air quality. Not. Not. No, and... All the while, your scabby Uber taxis are going to be balking blackout everywhere, and your and your scabby old buses from Yorkshire Traction are going to be throwing blackout. Yeah, but obviously, we have to bear the costs of being seen to be, don't we? So that's, that's it, it's my, being seen to I can be. hardly wait to be installing my battery charger. Can hardly wait. Well, you could go for gas as well, but of course, a gas truck costs an absolute fortune, and you need mm. to be like double double shifting it. So. Yeah, it's not too clever. Here's an idea. <clears throat> I might, I might just run a Euro three Cummins for a bit and see how that goes. It's a revolutionary one, and it's one I don't think we've discussed in the podcast before. No, but I think it could. <laughs> I think it could just catch on. 
Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I, I might, I might trot that one out in January and see how it goes. I'll, I'll let you know mid-January. Next up on the agenda, we've got relief as plans to extend the London congestion charge. John, John, the Lon- relief to relief as plans to extend the London congestion charge. John, John. <laughs> Hello, John. You obsessed with an old lady called Joan that lives down. Next no, that's that's I've been watching Carry On films too much, you know, yeah. Joan Sims and... Oh, right, we're Don't tra- edit this out, Ben, this is We're going to try this again for the third time, you know. <coughs> OK, here we go, no pressure. <coughs> Come on. Come on. Relief <coughs> as plans to extend London congestion charge zone scrap. Said Mr Brain Damage. Yes. Mm. Good. Concerns that Transport for London, TfL, was poised to extend the congestion charging zone to the north and south circular roads have been allayed after a bailout plan was agreed without expansion. So it looks like TfL have had a funding agreement. They're getting £1.8 billion ploughed into them for God knows what because uh, COVID-19 had massively affected Transport for London's finances so Logistics yeah. UK, which used to be the Freight Transport Association, they've mm-hmm. rebranded and called themselves Logistics UK for reasons best known to themselves, um, have um, said that the bailout plan was a huge relief. So, yep, if you're getting if you're going into London, the congestion charge, Joan, <laughs> is being Hello. Uh, is being um, put back. So that's good. That's marvellous. I'll. Uh... That's, I'll go online and I'll take a cheap load and I'll go down to London and have a run round just well, because yeah, just for the fun of it just for the, sheer, the sheer enjoyment of going around going around London well it, it, it's proven that all these clean air zone things have been about money because Leeds mm. and Sheffield have dropped the idea because of plummeting pollution levels saying that they don't need it but it means that they're not going to get any money either to yeah. go and do it. So uh, there we, there we go. Um, so there's a couple of decent news stories. Um, no, there aren't many. You know, there aren't many Monday mornings when I don't wake up and wish I was still going to Travis Perkins in Vauxhall. Oh, oh God. Anywhere south at River on two hundred five, it's like being in Ambridge. How can that be called the South Circular? Really, well, I don't, it's but, awful. Well, this well, this bloody direct vision standard they're directly um, they're wanting to bring in soon. You've got to watch because your lorry has to be registered, mm. and we've mentioned it before. But if you go and set a wheel just inside there and get caught in one of your cameras, if you get caught yeah. and come off the M25 at Heathrow and go and spin about and around about and go back on, you can, in theory, mm. be part of be considered part of the yeah. direct vision standard zone and then they find you hundreds and hundreds mm. of pounds because they're a shower yeah. of gits. Mm. Um, I'll keep that I'll keep that in mind, obviously if I ever go south of Worksop Roundabout, I'll let you know. But um I'm not intending to go anywhere really south of Sheffield, but Worksop occasionally we go for a crazy day out to Wilkinson's. Oh. You know, just for that rush. Just for the rush. Oh, oh. yeah. No. I went to Dinnington last week, that's quite Southern for us. Dunning, Dinnington. Mm. Can, can I say any words properly Dinnington. this week? Dinnington. What's that like? Dinnington. Where's that? Dinnington is just off M1 on A57 at Sheffield. First set of lights, Acker left. There you go. It's where ASCIIs are. Mm. Mm. Did it go so all right? It was all right. I was a bit nervous when I went you know, below M18. I got I got a bit of a twitch on. Steering wheel pulling to the left. It wanted to be on hard shoulder. It, um, <laughs> I think as you move towards the equator, you know, the magnetic forces act on Foden. And, uh, uh, oof. But, you know, we got in, we delivered, and we got the hell back out. And that was that was all right. I had to stop yeah. at Donny Services for a celebratory Greg's and a, and a couple of laps at car park on Jaybreak. But, yeah, right. I think we smashed yeah. that one. Yeah. Been all right? Week been all right? I'm as international as me, you know. Yeah. Because I know mm. you were a bit, you had your week off, and then you had, like, this sort of existential dread of going back mm. to it, to you kind of uh, eased yourself back into the rhythm of things now. How's it looking? How's it going to look? And then on Christmas with things. Do you actually want to hear something that's 
unbelievable. I am as positive as I've been in ten years. Yes, I like this. I like the the the, mm. um, the sort of the, the up and down bipolar aspects of coronavirus yeah. in twenty twenty one. We're now mm. back on the up again. Yeah. This is good. I just got to Wednesday. Went back to work Wednesday after mending things and the rest of it. And I've actually enjoyed work for the past well seven eight days on the bounce. I've enjoyed it. Everything I've done, even Leeds. Just enjoyed it. I'm happy. I've not been happy for years, really, apart from hysterical outbursts here and there. But no, I'm happy. I'm loving it. Um, I'm enjoying work. I'm enjoying everything, really. Oh. It's pissing down. The truck's filthy. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just loving it. Good. And I can't explain it. And I'm not taking anything. There's nothing going up my nose. I'm not drinking anything unusual. I've not been visited by the ghost of Christmas still Fat to come. Well, yeah. maybe, the, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the wife's spiking you, you know. Well, that means something <laughs> entirely different in these in these villages. But yeah. spiking is that, a, <clears throat> is that a colloquialism for something? Yes, else? you don't want a, you don't want a good spiking in the home valley. Trust me. Um, <laughs> no, so I am at the moment uh, loving haulage. I'm even um, quite keen to do a bit on a weekend extra like we did last year. You know, the midnight warrior routine. So, um, yeah. hmm. I think I might be. Banking up the happiness in time for January when we uh, go into catastrophic Brexit meltdown and there's nothing to do for a month. I don't know. So. Do you want some old news? I found a little news story. Unfortunately, this is not a good news one. The Coca-Cola Christmas truck tour has been cancelled due to COVID-19. The truck normally... Travels to 40 locations. Um, you can get free bottles of Coke and pictures with the famous lorry, which a lot of people like to do. Ain't happening this year. The Coca Cola lorry. News, it? Well, it's been it's been barred. If if you like that sort of thing, I mean, as, as lorry drivers, I probably it. don't care. I I, th- I didn't like it when they went and changed it from a proper like American Kenworth to a Scania T cab. I thought that was cheating a bit. Mm. I, you know, I wanted the genuine yeah. article. I don't like it anyway. It's just an excuse for chavs to come out and block mm. the roads in Sheffield. There was so news there. this week. Did you see the Renault Range T with a decker on it entertainingly parked off the motorway in a field? Yeah. Yeah, the driver the driver had tested positive for cocaine. And what I love is when you read the you, you read the comments of anything that happens to a, in a road traffic incident and like how angry all the Normans get. About stuff, yeah. you know. They're like, <laughs> yeah, Norman and Karen. Yeah, they're like, yeah. throw Terry's license up, throw it away, you know. And it gets, it rolls on a bit, and they like, you know, it's like, yeah, the death penalty, you know, last Some idiot lorry yeah. driver, he'd, he'd been swerving all over the road, and he'd ended up in in a ditch, and then they tested him for drugs, and he tested positive for cocaine. Surprise, surprise! But hundreds of comments are basically like, you know. This was ludicrous. The man had gone out, and, and they yeah. must have thought he was snorting lines off the bloody steering wheel. But the pro- the problem that that silly driver will have had is, he'll have stayed up all night and he won't have slept. Then he'll have gotten the lorry and driven it. But yep. which was an unbelievable, an unbelievably stupid thing to do. Thankfully, nobody was injured and things. But it's just the, the comments. People lose people lose their mind. I well, you remember when I had all my Syrian mates jump out of my trailer in Barnsley that afternoon? Yeah, that, that was in the news, wasn't it? That was a nice surprise for you. Yeah, it was in Sunday Sunday Mirror or something similar. That woman opposite thought it'd be nice to sell photographs in Sunday papers. All the crap that came on their on their sort of um, Facebook page, you know, the Sunday Mirror. It was like basically the driver should be horse whipped. You know, the driver should be. Sent to jail. The driver should be fined heavily. Well, the driver, you bunch of dickheads, knew nothing about it. He picked his trailer up from a dock in yeah, Immingham. Yeah, a seal on so it. So I don't really think... <laughs> huh? With a yeah, seal exactly. on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, they'd gone, 
you know, they'd gone in through roof and then cable tied all up and sat there for a week while it had come from East Germany to jump mm. out in Barnsley. I think that's punishment enough for anybody myself. But, yeah. Yes, there's yeah, nothing yeah. there's nothing more lethal or vicious than the middle classes on Facebook demanding mm. demanding a lynching for everyone. You find it on everything. Mm. Um, I've got and it's still, and more news stories. One of the biggest stories this week was British trucks set to grow under new government proposals, which is... This has been going on for ages anyway. The Daily Mail got yeah. excited about it and they did a graphic whereby they, they put a 26-ton rigid and wrote 44 tons on it, much to the dismay of everybody. But these longer trailers have been in service for a long a long time. Yeah. They've been here for years while they trial them. Right. The, um, oh, no. Nobody's even going to notice the difference. Uh, the 448-ton mega lorries, it, it doesn't make any... <laughs> any difference at all so it looks like that's going to go ahead personally I don't think it goes far enough I think we could have double trailer setups if they're building these huge hubs at the side of the motorway all the time where you could break these things down you could have trucks running two trailers but for the green lobby it doesn't be seen to have it you you know hooking up an FH-16 or a, a Scania V8 to two double deck trailers to haul it up and down the road that's not a green solution, even though it is. It's a big, dirty mechanical solution. Yeah, but our, you know, I don't want to sound like a luddite, but our roads aren't fit for them because you need heaping morons. You know, in Sweden, at you know three o'clock at morning, you might see an elk for two hundred miles or something. But over here, you know, you've got Derek pootling along in his micro at thirty-six miles an hour in inside lane, who may then swerve out to third lane. You've got Daz in his banging SRI with his tunes on that wants to come from third lane. It's just too busy and there's too many cretins and it'd be a hell of an accident waiting to happen. You know, B doubles up and down you know, our roads apart from in middle at night perhaps. And yeah. then yeah. middle at night you think it'd be safe because all these idiots are stoned at home in the bungalows. But what do we do well over here? We just shut roads. Yeah, at night. highways, England, back to their yeah, back to their favourite tricks. Yes, and you can't, you may not be able to send a B double through. You know, some of these diverse diversion routes. Yeah, exactly. There would have to be infrastructure work put in for them clearly to go from point A to point B. It's going to be like special types job in the middle of the night. You're going to have to, you know, you have to book a route, aren't you, to get mm. you know down to hub with it. And it's, uh, I just don't see we're big enough for these kind of machines. Yeah, it, 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 I think it's I think it's viable, but there's probably not a willingness to extend the infrastructure to go and do it. We haven't got the intellect of those no, no. to make smart motorways work, have we? So well, the intellect. Well, smart. How are we going to go and we? Smart motorways size, should, scary arctic. Smart motorways should broadly work in mm. principle, but people don't know how they how they work either, and I'm still not. Mm. It is still it is scary when you when you come up on something and everybody's swerving out the way in the inside lane. That's you know unpleasant. Uh, God and yeah, God but it's because him. everybody you know they all drive to end of the bonnets. That's yeah. a bloody problem. It's, I'd feel sorry, you know, if somebody had kids in the back of the car trying to get them out from out from there. They're, they're, it hasn't been thought about at all in that way. Mm. I think there was some more news because I'd had found something else. Although it may have been about the Essex... No, we don't really want to go on about the Essex lorry deaths. So that's pretty grim. Where are we at with that? Are they all in court currently? Yeah, they're all in court explaining sort of explaining how things happened and how somebody was tasked with bringing cars and vans over to put the migrants into to go and then transport them away somewhere else. These are the guys that are on the sort of periphery of it as opposed to the direct involvement of the smuggling. But you obviously had a lot of people at either end who were involved with it. So it's all going to... Well, it's, it's, on, it's on trial at the moment, but you only see like bits of it. It's not yeah. high up in the news. There well, there's something, something else going on in the news, isn't there? There was something else, because I'd gone and got all these bits together. There's a hell of a mess going on about with... They were talking with Brexit that lorries coming from Ireland into Wales have to go to England first or something that would make you cross-eyed. It was so unbelievably stupid mm. that they would uh, come up with something like that. So I just tend to ignore a lot of the Brexit stuff because nobody knows, still knows what's happening at the moment. 
Um, oh yeah, there was the most bashed bridge in Britain, which has been hit like 25 times this year. Um, causing all sorts of problems. And I don't understand why, with these horrendously badly hit bridges, I've probably mentioned it before, why don't they put up a set of metal goalposts with chains hanging off them in the run-up to these things so you hit them before you hit the bridge? Because you can tell people, you can drive this into people all they want, but people jumping between different vehicles and things and not knowing their height, and especially if you think you know the height of your vehicle, but that's not what it actually is. It's an ongoing, it's yeah. an ongoing thing, and there's like some really easy ways yeah. to prevent something hitting a, getting I, to a bridge. But there doesn't seem to be yeah. a willingness to do that. So <laughs> anyway, no, no. that's your that's your news rounded up for the, that's your news rounded <clears> up for the week. Let us know if you would like some more news because we could go into more detail I've got the guys from Motor Transport are really keen to go and fire me some stuff over for truck and driver mm. What's the situation? one more mm? item I think oh, we should mention yes. just quickly um, the deadline for the ECMT European permits for post Brexit operation is fast approaching and if you haven't applied now you really need to be applying it. Um, the deadline I think is the 20th of November if you haven't put in for your ECMT permits by then you are in a world of pain I'm not saying that if you have applied you're going to get one either but um, it's half the battle so if you are intending to carry on running abroad into the epic gaping chasm that will be Brexit then you need to get your ECMT permit application in today good point I'll tell you something as well I need to look up uh, driver CPC training because I had booked my ADR for December to go and get mm. my last 14 hours but it looks like the magazine deadlines are going to make that rather difficult and I don't I'll have to phone the RHA and find out if this is still going ahead with lockdown restrictions and things because if not I'm going to have to go and find two driver CPC courses I can do pretty quickly because my card runs out in December, although somebody had said there might be an extension in place again for lockdown, but I would imagine mm. that must only be in England because Scotland isn't actually in a lockdown. Yeah. We've got a confusing set of... Um, you can do slightly different things in different parts of the world. So I shall yeah. have to look into that. A general bit of news. The UK wants to ban the sale of new petrol and diesel cars from 2030. Boris Johnson plans to announce a plan next week on the sale of new petrol and diesel cars from 2030. That's 10 years' time. Which good means, luck, Boris. Uh, good luck with that. How are... Well, it's infrastructure, really, because you've got... It's okay if you live in a house where you can plug your car in and just charge it at your house. What if you live in a block of flats and you've got to park the car on the street? Are they going to put charging points in the street everywhere? And is there going to be a way to prevent people from, like, some moron walking along and just unplugging all the cars as he walks down the street at night. There's things to think about like that. And I, I can't see petrol and diesel cars dis- disappearing from sale in the next 10 years. It'll massively push up the price of yeah. the ones that have you got. What's your daily driver anyway? Uh, I Suzu D-Max pick up big, nasty, scary, diesel-guzzling 2.5 twin-turbo farm truck. I agree, <sighs> spec. Hello, Greta. Well, how, how on earth... I mean, you've got farmers and things that need those vehicles. How on earth do you expect them to go and like convert over to um, electric power? This is going to be interesting. I think he's just... Mm. I think it's just one of those things that you can say because it's 10 years off yeah. down the line. You don't yeah, know. Like, he's not going to be there to have to deal with it. It's like before the last election when Corbyn was promising free everything to everybody. He was promising free pencils to draftsmen and free accommodation to students and free gaffer tape to perverts and all that because he knew <laughs> deep down, didn't he? He knew that it was never going to have, yeah, it was never going to happen. So you can promise anything, you know, vote for me and it's, you know, it's, it's free hustler forever. But it's not going to happen. And Boris isn't going to be here in 10 years. So Boris can say whatever he likes to make his girlfriend happy and make him a bit more mash with his dinner on Sunday. And that's what he's on with, because he ain't going to be here long. I think mm. Boris's days are numbered. Shame, because I quite like him. But he's blown it. So promise what you like, Boris, and I'll uh, 
I look forward to seeing you working in McDonald's. <laughs> Irish reader, I asked, I said, Irish readers, can you find trucking driver? And um, I got a response from somebody who's found them. So thank you very much to Sean Moylan, who's found a big stack of trucking driver V8 specials. No, he's he's found he's some boy that bugger. Um, he's found them in Clonmel, the home of Magners. If you go to Circle K Spa filling station on the N24 west side of the town of Clonmel. He also saw it in Newsround Ross Common. That's where he usually purchases the mag purchases. Mm. Usually buys the magazine. So that's there's a couple of places we did speak to our distributors, and they said, "Oh yes, we've distributed all the magazines. Everything's gone out as normal." But I will refer back to a comment I made on my Facebook page. I'm pretty sure the distributors is throwing them in a hedge, eighties porno yeah. mag style. You know, I can't have that many people going. We want to buy your <laughs> magazine. And they're like, I want you to buy it because amazingly we're doing please, well. I, st- I need please, to. I still, I still need. I still, I still. Uh, I still need Mr. Fonte. I still, I still need the two pages of magazine <laughs> from you, Mr. Madison, for next issue of Truck and Driver. Uh, I hope Borat, you well. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm just not. I'm just not woken up properly yet for some reason because. But what I um, what I, because we've got social bubbles these days, my social interactions are limited to. I go to the office every day in East Kilbride, where Alistair Valance, the transport news, sits on the opposite side, and I sit at my desk, so we're very socially distanced. But apart from that, I can't really see anybody else. But I'm in a social bubble with my mum and dad. So she texted me yesterday morning again. Would you like to come for dinner? Uh, I'm making slow cooked chili ma. I'm making slow-cooked chilli lamb with mashed potatoes and vegetables, so obviously I said yes to that. And it's quite a nice, it's quite a nice cosy thing to have during these times to be able to go down there and spend Saturday night um, having a nice dinner. So I quite enjoyed that, but I did also have a couple of glasses of wine and a couple of ciders as well. So being a lightweight these yeah. days, it's caused me to be able to completely. Uh, Unable to talk this morning and say words and things. <laughs> right. Where are you off to next week? I saw you on Lesme Hago. I week. went up to Perth and I tipped at Perth and I went past the office window of a certain Mr. Ross Howey who then messaged me and said, Are you in Perth? <laughs> he said, I've just seen a silver Foden go past my window. I went, Aye. So I tipped up the road from Ross Howey's place on uh, Calport. On docks, and then we uh, shimmied down somewhere and reloaded. But I can't. Oh, um, uh, Carlisle, a drinks can factory that's wedged in the middle of a council estate, which you need detailed instructions to get yourself into if you don't know where you're going. No, but they're always quite good a good ones. load. Aye, speed bumps and chicanes to a council estate in Carlisle, and true to form, there were Christmas decorations in windows already last Thursday. Afternoon. I'm 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 contemplating it, you know. I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about putting up a few Christmas decorations in the house in November, just because mm. coziness, just for the hell of it, you know. After the year mm. we've had, I can't <laughs> I can't sanction anybody going in November. I can't. It it, it must be stopped. When Christmas decorations. Yeah, if you go in November, I'm gonna to have to come Con- around. Contemplating it at least until the twenty fifth. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's in a, within a month before Christmas, you know. First Sunday oh, of okay. Advent, then you can go large. Uh, you can dress up as Santa for podcasts after that if you want. I'm not bothered. But I haven't got, I haven't got you, dressed up as a while, actually. You know, that, that was the, the, the those heady early days of lockdown when it was all a novelty mm, and it was quite warm outside yeah. and I was busy dressing as 1990 Hearts goalkeepers for the day and, of course, Burt Reynolds. Aye. People still, I, I'm still getting regular likes for that profile picture on Facebook. Many there months are some later, sick, sick people cruising the internet. I, don't know. I think they just a friend me to go and say, "Look at this idiot! Look, he dressed up like Burt Reynolds for smoking yeah. the bandit." I don't care. I'm pr- I'm proud of that. I just want to get invited to a fancy dress party at some point. Yes, yeah. I'll have one. Yeah, well, I had one in my I had one in my crazy dream again that I spoke about. Mm. Um, should stop eating wine gums before bed. I've been dreaming lately, and I haven't 
knowing they had any dreams I can remember for years and I've had some really, really crap dreams. Nothing exotic or daft like yours, just really crap. I wake up, I'm, I think I wake up bored. You know, I wake up because I just want to be out of it, so I wake up and think... Well, you dr- you right. dream you've had a driver CPC class or something? No, worse than that. There's a lad that fell out with me a few years ago because we got into an argument about shower facilities at Ulster and he says... You've got no right to comment on that, you wanky. You only do one night out a year. Anyway, we had a row about mouldy toilets at Oldsby, and they hadn't spoken to me for about six years. Other night, I dreamt I was out for a walk, and I bumped into him with some kids that weren't his. I mean, nothing dodgy. He was just walking with his kids, but I haven't seen this lad for years, and we just ended up walking up a path. What kind of a dickhead has a dream like that? Christ. Why can't, you know, like if I went, if I spent an hour watching that. Kyle Minogue as your provocateur advert yeah, on the internet before I went to bed. Yeah, I'd still dream about meeting uh, Tiny up a path somewhere with a dog. Or... It is. I'm... I've got a mate that has like amazing dreams all the time. You know, he gets like a new intern comes into his office, and then the next thing he says, know, he does. Yeah, he's having like romantic dreams about yeah. him. Well, my dreams are continually, continually complete and utter nonsense. Instead of Bill Gates interfering with vaccination programs in India and the rest of it, and maybe it is. Maybe I've already had the flu jab. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the vaccine chip that I got injected into me. Why don't Bill Gates apply all his wealth and expertise into inventing the dream program where you can put your earphones on, plug into your laptop, go online, and download a dream into your head? Into your head. And then go to bed and have that dream. That'd be marvellous. That'd be a fiver well spent, wouldn't it? If it was like it you would and be. A, That's you know, a dragon's a women's job, netball that. team. Yeah. And an egg whisk. Some weasels. You yeah. know, fantastic. It would be. Or you could be, you know, slapping Tony Blair without fear of prosecution for four hours while he was tied to a chair. Something like that. would be fantastic. I'd have that. Mm. Mm. Come on, Bill. Stop messing with um, world health issues in a Machiavellian way and develop the dream machine because I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in two for that as well. You know, yeah, mm. there's no point in trying to take take over the world and things. Just it would, do, you could do it via dreams, like uh, you know, just as long as like you know, Freddy Krueger doesn't mm. get involved with it and what you know. Mm. Aye, aye. <laughs> I suppose you could spike your mate's dreams. You could, you know, you could buy him a dream for the birthday or something. You know, email link across having paid the extra bit you know they think it's going to be like a hot sesh with Pamela Anderson and some monkeys and it turns out that it's Saddam Hussein's toilet routine from 1972 (laughs) happy birthday Mr Tawley I've got you this oh thank you (laughs) get ready (laughs) be good I hope some of our listeners are lying in the bunk listening to this podcast before bedtime Mm -hmm. they're now going to have like you know dream some really bizarre stuff (laughs) sweet dreams Phil Barton have we got to cover the time is ticking to when the Foden comes off the road and goes into the paint shop it is, your Foden is going in for a nice bit of refurbishment and I am I have been tasked with hopefully getting your Mm. replacement truck Mm -hmm. and I've asked because I've been doing a lot of work with Iveco lately because of um, well obviously I had the S way and mm-hmm. we did a supplement for them. So, so when you buy the next magazine, 132-page bumper special, on sale 27th of November, mm-hmm. still three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. please buy it. Please, please. It's got a 12-page supplement on the Iveco S-Way in it as well. So I've been talking to them a lot on a daily basis. So I said, they've got these adverts on the internet. for yeah. um, You can get a 17-plate Stralis for £269 a week, which is on full R&M which I'm led to believe is um, quite a good deal if you're needing a modern Euro 6 truck. I haven't looked into that sort of contract hire thing. It's a plain white one, but I, I had made the suggestion that um, we could do some nice coverage on you know, getting an entry-level Euro 6 truck, which is something people must be thinking about, so I could get you out in something like that. Additionally to that, if any of our mm-hmm. readers... readers if any of our listeners in the marketplace have any lorries sitting about, you know, that they'd like to lend Chris if my Aveco plan doesn't come off, and there's no reason why it shouldn't. But I was hoping to get you I was hoping to get you a nice used Stralis to prove that um you know th- there's some good value Euro six stuff out there. Um I did look through the website and there was sixty one of them 
and about 59 of them were plain white. <laughs> I think there were two red ones, and unfortunately, yeah. there's no 510s and there's no 570s knocking about, which is a bit of a shame. I would imagine that the 480, yeah. the 480 will be quite lively, you know, as a truck mm. to get the job done for a couple of weeks. But yeah, Chris needs a yeah, truck. Yeah. 28th of November, we need to sort them out with a truck. Although, moving on as well, since we last podcasted, I have parted company with my Foden. I'm aware of this. Yeah. Stephen has got it. He's not paid me for it yet. I'm just, like, giving him it. I just said, because there's no point in it sitting with a fresh MOT on it, letting the brakes get rusty again. So he, I, I believe this weekend he spent a couple he spent a couple of days on it just sprucing it up, and he's quite excited to go and turn the tops of fridges black with a stack uh, on it. So Stephen had also volunteered uh, the services of one of his trucks because he's got a Scania R series, and he's also got the Foden now, so he might be able to lend you a motor if you're completely mm-hmm. stuck but I do wonder with my Foden being parked up if it's going to misbehave slightly as it gets back into the rhythm of the rhythm of nah. working is what it, could possibly go wrong with a very old cat a very old <laughs> cat engine well, well mm. I think it does need it, it'll be needing the top end set done which is a thing on that and I, I'd spoken yeah, to a couple of people there's a couple of copper shim washers in the engine um, so yeah. when you drop the oil, it's worth doing them, I believe. But I mean, aside from that, aside from that, it's pretty um, mm. mechanically. I think it's pretty healthy. I would put a clutch in it. Um, but yeah. people are asking, "Oh, how could you do it? How could you let that sort of go?" And I'm like, "Well, it's not fair on the truck, and it costs money to have them sitting there doing nothing." You know, mm. so yeah. it's better going to somebody who who will at least you know use it. And Aye. you know, I've still got the spare set of keys for it. You know, so if if I suddenly have an emotional meltdown and everything, I can go and repossess it. And will you get <laughs> cash back? Do you think from the Arabian Sheikh that owns Q8 Petroleum? Now that's back on the road. Soon as his share price will jump up by at least fifteen percent for the uh, to sales this year, because yeah. obviously you know their output's going to have to increase to feed that. Now that's back out there. They it? are. They're not nice. I was. Five or six to gallon. Yeah, well, I was. I think it. I think it's doing. I think he had it doing about sort of like seven and a half. It'll do. It's not too bad at all if you're on light loads. When I was going to go and be an owner driver, mm. I probably would have been pulling quite a lot of Kingspan, which would have alleviated the fuel consumption issue. But yeah, I tell you what, I was speaking to John McCarthy from the Isle of Butte this week about fuel consumption figures. And the latest, the figures you're getting from the latest Euro 6s are unreal. He, he had an early Euro 6 MAN, which was doing 10.3 miles to the gallon. And mm. then he got a Scania R450, which is managing 11. And now his new MAN yeah. 510 is managing 11.4. And they ran it on a light load down to Leicester and back, 700 miles, 12 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Which, I mean, these are just... Phenomenal yeah. figures, you know. Yeah, mine's only doing fourteen bobtail, so that's that's fairly impressive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you know, our, our friend Stephen Forster with the Morrison's mm-hmm. Ford and Tractor unit, because yeah. he was driving that. He was driving that, but I'm sure he was getting twenty out of driving it like Miss right. Daisy, which I thought it's a little was thing. Good. She's three, four, five. Three, four, that, five. That one is, yeah. Mm. Um. I know I'm sure Stephen's got his eyes just light up at the the sound of the caterpillar engine with the Eminox and the Jake and everything like that. Mm. And um, but you know it is a horrendously thirsty engine for the modest power output which it has. So, mm. um, but I guess you've got to um, factor these things in against Aye. against the fact that it was cheap to buy in the first place. So and you're not spending yeah, yeah. on AdBlue. Mm. So. Who knows? I, I hope it I hope it gets a good run out next year, and I will be willing yeah. to go out and do a couple of shifts in it once all the snagging has been done, and all the mm. air pipes and things have burst that are going to an e-cast faults that have come on because it's been sitting about. Prepare yourself. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <clears throat> ah. And the thing with cats is they don't die 
in stages. That's the only problem. They don't sort of slip away. <clears throat> they just go bang. Mm. And when they go bang, they go bang. And they go bang big style. Yes. It's low Fresh oil. Get that top set mm. done. Yeah, because um, I'd done the oil. I'd that. done the oil in it last year, uh, but obviously that oil's now been sitting in the sump for yeah. a year, and I don't, I don't know if oil yeah. can uh, degrade somewhat during that time. But I, I recommended changing, changing it. You know, maintenance is. Uh, but he can go. I, we, I hate. I hate working on lorries. I just. I can't manage it. I just. I he did the best thing for it, putting fresh into standard. That's the best way. You don't want to stand it with black oil with carbon in. That's for sure. But it's corrosive. So you did best thing there, putting yeah. fresh in and then parking uh, it. But it, it it'll take moisture in, of yeah. it here. It'll take a lot of moisture in. So for sake of a, you know, thirty-seven liters of jolloping and a filter, this one's doing straight away. As does that top set, and it'll be a different bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a bit down on power. I think it's needing the top set. And also, what I did before I parked it up, I did put one of the first things I did was I put the genuine caterpillar pink antifreeze in it, which I was told mm. by. Taylor Morrison, food and experts, that's a must do yeah. so it doesn't corrode Aye. inside it. Aye. They're becoming a little bit of a specialised thing. I went and bought a fuel filter from Finning Caterpillar in Blantyre yeah. and the guy the, the guy on the sales counter was fairly chuffed that he was selling it for a food and because he used to yeah. do a lot of them back in the day. So yeah. yeah, to go off with his wheeled ladder, like Mr. Ollivander in his wand shop down down a dusty aisle he's not been down for years and brought down a little <laughs> box and blew the dust off <laughs> ah Mr Rankin yes, caterpillar six inch light action absolutely ah. I have a man at Pelican at Pelican at Normanton used to be for the main dealers when they were at Rothwell and we have a chap there called John Mazdin and he's brilliant he's the same he's the same attitude he's Foden man He's on his own now, plainly, because they're all laptop daft men now, but he's, he's Foden man, he's John, he's brilliant. Whatever I need, if um, if they've got one anywhere at the factory, hidden in a cupboard or underneath a floorboard or down back of a radiator, he'll find it. Fantastic. I just say, John, I've broken this, and I send him a photograph of whatever it is I've broken, and he, he sends me a, a diagram back and goes, is it number five? You, I said, that's the fella, and then, bosh, here it comes. Brilliant. If John... Um, it wins lottery and buggers off to Bahamas. I'm in a whole world of trouble, I think, going forward because some of the other yeah, lads yeah. you deal with at daft dealerships nowadays like a what? Oh Never yeah, mind. yeah. It can be quite. It can be quite bad, even if it's something like you know windscreen wipers, which are clearly the mm. same thing. You know, they're getting a bit of a mm. they're getting a bit of a panic about it. Mm. Um, the thing the thing is that we're running an old British truck is though that, that there's a kind of family. Mm that would come together to help you. I'd mentioned it a long time ago, the problems that Stephen had when he threw the alternator tensioner off the truck and so many people came together to get that truck back on the road and you would never have got that yeah. service with anybody. With any new truck, you wouldn't have got the help and assistance because of the what it is. So there's, yeah. that's a practical thing, that. That's not just an, an emotional attachment. That's something that you can benefit yeah. on if you run... A Foden or an ERF. What's your plans for next week then as we get ever closer to December? Are you going to be, are you anticipating a rush on at Christmas? Are you going to work right up to sort of like the 24th? Which is no, and yes, if I can. Um, we don't get a rush on our job because we don't carry anything interesting. We carry steel, paper, bits of wood, you know, scrap bailed nasties mm-hmm. just industrial gubbins we don't do anything seasonal like dsv are cutting christmas trees through Birmingham and all that we don't do anything nice so there'll be no rush on that score the only rush i can anticipate is everybody going into pre-brexit panic buying lunacy like we've done twice before so yes i think it will be busy right up to death and i hope i'm busy up to death i hope to get a bit of gist work and usual stuff and I'm going to I'm going to run it right up to 11th hour I'm going to dispatch the farm ahead mm-hmm. on 21st up to Cottage in North Yorkshire and then I'm going to go when I've done on Christmas Eve if the work's there because I really do seriously think there's going to be at least two weeks in January above the normal slow start where it's going to be 
balls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our job, unaccompanied, will be busy going forward because less and less will send accompanied freight over if there's going to be massive delays. So railroad jobs that we're on will be busy, but it might not be busy until they get their head round it. So make hay while the sun shines in December and then do a lot of decorating in January. Sounds good. I, I really it doesn't, does it? Well, the decorating sounds all right, I don't know. Maybe quite therapeutic, no. but cathartic. There's nothing therapeutic about decorating. Bloody awful. I'd rather be at work making brass to pay a decorator, to be honest. But, yeah. hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of derricks out there with nothing to do, isn't there? So. I don't know, I thought it was quite hard to get tradesmen to do anything at the moment because they're, they're all so busy with things. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm trying well, to I've got a Tyler coming on Wednesday. Lovely. If he turns up. Hope so. Yeah, I need to get yeah, some stuff in my house. I'm going home. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. I really want to go out and do a fair bit of driving in December, but I don't think I can because of the trucking driver schedules. And if I've got to do this ADR, because um, we've got we've got an issue to get out. We still need to do the January issue to get that out ready. So that needs to go before Christmas, and there's a problem with the production schedule whereby somebody's made a mess of it which I need to sort out and but they seem to think we're doing two issues three weeks apart over Christmas so I need to go and sort that out and a bit of office politics yeah. but Volvo had offered me did I mention it last week they'd offered me their FM 420 4 the new the new mm-hmm. 2021 version so mm-hmm. I've made, best I can probably manage is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday with it, yeah, uh, but that'd be nice because I really enjoyed driving that, that that truck when I had the little test drive of it in summer. It would had the comfort, mm-hmm. all the comfort and drivability of a big truck, but it had it in a small package, really nice handling. And I've still stuff like that. not driven a Volvo since the 2001 420 I, FH. I would have got you to be fair, I would have got you a Volvo demonstrator. I would, I would have had a Volvo demonstrator this year as well, but if mm-hmm. it wasn't for. Um, COVID making a mess of everything. I couldn't even get hold of mm-hmm. a gas one because the new gas ones aren't here yet and they've sold the ones that are on the demo fleet. So yeah, yeah. And just and, um, that is what It would be I, interesting to compare that T-High with a equivalent Volvo to see, see really who's got the best. To, yeah, I think you need to try the new one. The new one's got a huge amount of interior um, updates to it because you know the old yeah. one, the old one rather grey and flimsy in a few bits as, as beautifully as it drives the dash and the interior have latterly started to look a li- look a little bit old in the Volvo um, I'm going the same way personally grey and flimsy mm. but my interior is still in good order oh yes <laughs> 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 I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say you were flimsy. We, we, we had you compared to a bear last week. Which one, Rupert? <laughs> <laughs> I think my I think my grizzly days may be behind me. I, don't know. <laughs> I was contemplating not going. Seeing as it's winter now and it's getting colder as well, I was contemplating not growing my beard. Until I can, mm. until the, the travel bans are off and I can go and travel to Denmark again, and then I realised I'm probably going to look like ZZ Top, so I won't. <laughs> Get it on. You reckon? Bleach it for Christmas. It'll look like Roy Wood. Oh, I could do it. I could put a bit of, of colour on it. Billy Connolly. I think Dita might have to Google Roy Wood, actually, and I have said that, won't she? Because she won't know who Roy Wood is. Yeah, is that, um, I wish it could be Christmas every day. That's the fella, yeah, yeah with the glittery yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah. and Ron, Ron Wood's yeah. the kind of, uh, the, he's the guitarist in the Rolling Stones that um, yeah. wasn't as good as Mick Taylor, I tell you. Tell you, do, you do you like the Rolling Stones? No. Yeah, not, not, not at all. That'll be that then. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated nonsense. Oh no, no. A bit like you two. Yeah. A bit like me. A bit like you. All oh, right, you two. I see. Thought you, you two. You two. You two. Uh, I thought you, you, thought you, you were insinuating two. I was overrated yeah. nonsense, which clearly I am. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you could keep getting away with it for another ten years or so, keep getting away with it. Exactly. No, I like dodge the bullets. Tell you what, I'd, I'd seen when we'd, I'd spoken to uh, Matt Ireland. Because he was driving for Trans Am Trucking a couple of weeks ago, and there's a lot of people on Facebook now booking tickets for concerts, which are in theory going to go ahead next year. Quite a yeah. few big guys, and I'm like, 
there's by no means any guarantee that you're going to get big concert tours next year, even though the vaccine is available, because the infrastructure mm. for all that industry is screwed. Yeah. It's not if ACDC decide that they want to go and do a huge tour, it's just not as easy as that because one, all the people are out, out the game having to do something else or have gone back. One um one arm of Brian Yeardley International went to the wall, didn't it, last week? Did it? Well, I didn't see that. Just, that I think there have been three bits Yeardley's out that there's like concerts, freight and international or something similar. I'm sure one of those departments has gone kapow, but that's they're still running dock trailers with yeah. those dual height fifth wheel things. Yeah, right? but I know a lot of them are do. A lot of the guys mm. are running on the sort of parcel network. The explosion in online yeah. shopping means that they've mm. got something that they can do with a low deck, yeah. a low deck yeah. truck. But no, I hadn't heard that that side of that side of things. Genesis are doing a rehearsal tour currently somewhere because again. Somebody rang me and told me about somebody they know that's on one of these stage truck outfits that's carting stuff around in Europe at the minute as as Genesis do a rehearsal tour. So, hmm. A rehearsal Stuff's tour. going on, what? just quietly. Hmm. A rehearsal to the... I, I guess they take all equipment and go and... Like a flash mob and they go and they see if they can still throw it all up. Hmm. Throw it all up, take it all down, put it all away and, and then go do it again. I think they're just... Like circling, like vultures practicing. Yeah, because there's going to be a big scramble so, for that as well. Interesting times ahead. There is. With any of that. Aye. Well, Brian Johnson's going back out on the road with ACDC, isn't he? Interesting. That's, that is easily, easily the best. Tired and emotional. The best news of 2020 was that ACDC Definitely. had come back. That guy, you uh, know, the fact that they, they're still around, you know, that there is, you know, they just do, they do what they do. Um, mm. And they never deviate. They never deviate from it. And Brian Johnston's such a lovely guy. If you've if you've never read his autobiography, I'd sincerely uh, recommend it. It's so funny because Brian Johnston was obviously. If you don't know much about the history of ACDC, of course, Bon Scott passed away in nineteen eighty, and they thought that that was pretty much the end of the band. And then they got they auditioned for a load of singers, and Brian Johnson had given up his musical career and was a windscreen fitter from Tyneside. And he applied for Why the job. He applied for the job, ended up getting it, and then a few weeks later he was flown to the Bahamas to record "Back in Black," which is mm-hmm. like the, one of the biggest selling albums of all time and one of the most iconic. And like a few weeks previous to that, he was like fitting windscreens in Ford Granadas. So you know. <laughs> There's, yeah, and he's he's so down he's so down to earth as well. You know, he's still he's like, right, why I man? You know, he's still got no, that I... pure Geordie accent. You know, ACDC was one of my first loves musically. Do we get more of an approval oh. for ACDC than we do for the Rolling Stones? Oh, definitely proper proper lads. Right, give me a, Never like Stones. Bah. Give me a, give me a track. Give me a musical track. We'll give it. What's your what's your musical track for the week to recommend to our listeners? Out in the road. Metallica battery. Metall- Metallica battery. That's your track Definitely. of the week. I wonder I've if you've Metallica recently. I've been listening to some really dodgy old hard house from Tidy Boys oh. and uh, Lisa Pinnock, but I've gone back to I've gone back onto Metallica mode this past few days. Like old Metallica. So, yeah. Proper like thrash metal stuff. Cliff Metallica battery. That's your recommendation battery. of the week. Yeah. So Master of Puppets. Right album. My recommendation, my tune of the week, is "All Fifty Five by the Eagles, which right. is a, a lovely road song which I'd never actually heard before. It came up on my uh, Amazon Shuffle, and I thought it was just really nice. Sunset, Friday night, cruising along the motorway, making it back in good time. "All Fifty Five by the Eagles, wonderful tune. Um, Amazon Shuffle, no. Get you Amazon Shuffle. What the hell is that? I've got Amazon Prime on Prime Music on my phone, which is kind of like another version of Spotify. And it's got you get an algorithm built up in it from all the music that you listen to, and then it'll just start. You can just set it to play what it thinks you might like to listen to. So it was playing some Eagles stuff, and it played it played that one old fifty five, and I'd never heard it before. And I thought that is so nice that I would like to, if possible, play the show out on it. She who must be 
the bed downstairs has um, got Amazon Prime Fire Stick TV nonsense paid for. Does that mean I could get that on my phone then? You should be it? able to download it as an app. Yeah, Amazon is Prime it? Music, and then you basically get everything that's ever Amazon been recorded. Everything that you've ever had recorded <laughs> out there, and, and it's good because there's a lot of. Um, I discovered a lot of AC. Oh, there's a lot of what would pro- what would have previously been known as bootlegs on it. So you'll get a lot of mm. live albums that were like radio recordings from America. So there's a lot of live ACDC stuff on there that was never available. Um, and I was listening to a few things by an American band called the Georgia Satellites, who are one of my favourite. Yeah, yeah. favorite. So they're good old three-chord rock and roll. And they've got mm. about four live albums on, online, and I... Um, I would never have known. I just found it all randomly through Amazon Prime Music. You would probably, you would probably find it maybe on Spotify as well. So that's my recommendation. Go and see if you can download that and listen to all fifty-five by the Eagles. Yeah, right then. I'll have a look at that. I'm just now. I'm actively downloading Amazon Prime Music as we speak. So, I learned something this morning. We have, we've learned a lot this morning. I feel that this has been an educational podcast and I hope I haven't talked too much. (laughs) (laughs) Topical, topical. No, 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 we've actually got a word in edgeways this week. She'll be pleased to hear, won't you? Uh, Right then. I can't think I'm that that bad. I am having trouble speaking, but it was, you know, well, it's not that early in the morning now, but, you know, that's good. Let's go and sign. <coughs> let's go and sign this off. Let's hope that the the, the brighter the brighter outlook and sunny disposition continues. Mm. I'm not even I'm not even dreading Monday morning, which is a first. And this is amazing. I can I can clarify. We're recording this on Sunday morning. He's not drunk, mm. as far as I'm aware. Nope. No, <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I'm. I'm, I'm I am going to allow Christmas trees and such like on the first of December, which is at least a fortnight early. Um, I may even put my retro nineteen ninety one dashboard Christmas tree out this year. Oh yes, dashboard! Oh, you got to get the dashboard Christmas tree out. Well, it might still work. I don't know. I'll pull that out and see what the Vosa lads at Immingham Roundabout think about that one. Uh, Hopefully uh, they will not consider it um, illegal and ban it. They might, might invite me into their cosy little checkpoint for a mince pie. Maybe, and they'll be like, uh, Mr Madison, I would like to refer you back to the Truck and Driver podcast episode 39, <laughs> where you, mm. <laughs> whereby uh, you, said, you said mean things about us. No, no, you misunderstand. You misunderstand where I come from. Bunch of vacuous tossers is actually a compliment. <laughs> Local dialect, you see, can get you into all kinds of trouble. It's like text. You know, texts are very one-dimensional, and if you don't put a smiley face after a, a mocking insult, people can get really offended. It's the same if you call people vacuous tossers oh, without yeah, a smiley really true. face. You need, to, so, you need to put the right combination of emojis after texts and things. I especially mm. find that. Mm. I find it important at times if you just write something out. I, I would consider. I would like to in yeah. the future be able to type emojis and truck and driver in the text. I think that'd be yeah. a great thing. I was going to do that as yeah. an April Fool's joke last year, and I forgot. <laughs> and then I also realised it would go flying right over the heads of that many yeah. people. Anyway, that was probably a bit too close. The outrage. Six pages of outrage, wasn't there? Yes. You can call anybody a twat. As long as you put a smiley face and a kissy kissy one afterwards, then it's fine. Egg- so, um, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna go outside and clear up some leaves now, you twat. Lovely. Kissy kissy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> gonna go outside now and go and attempt to fit an engine and a Vauxhall Nova at my workshop to and get it off the ra- to get off the ramp. Yes, yeah, my mate. Jim, my mate James is is had an air edge Nova since 2013, and we're gonna fit a 1.6 engine very similar to the GTE mm. one in it. Um, I'm just sick of it. He's blocked my his ramp blocked us for about a year now mm. and I need to get on and sort my Cavalier GSI out, among other things. Ah. So I'm gonna go down and do a bit of video on that for my YouTube my YouTube channel. Oh, what I do you hear that Tolly? Mr. Tolly likes your uh, Vauxhall ramblings. He does. Oh, good. Well, excitement. <laughs> Depending on my motivation and sobriety this evening, there may well be a video coming out this week on that as well, so you know. It's vaguely Bedford, you see. He loves it. Mm-hmm. 
he loves it. Can't be a bit of Bedford. Right, we're signing off on this. Yeah. Wonderful. It I has know. been emotional. It really has. It's been lovely. A pleasure. It has been very cosy. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. There's a little feel <laughs> I do too. Oh, yeah. We're turning into Elton John and David Furnish by degrees. <sighs> Mate. Lovely. Stay safe. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk. 